Hey, you guys, I want to interrupt this podcast because I have something time sensitive that I want you to know about. On September 13th, 14th, and 15th, I'm hosting an online three-day event, and it's absolutely free. All you have to do is register. We're calling it Created for More because we believe deep down inside all of us, there's a voice really connected to the way God created us that knows there's more on our life than maybe what we're living. And we want to help get that out, that purpose and that call. So we're going to look at three main topics we believe are critical for you to live this full, wholehearted life that you're called to. We're going to look at defining your boundaries. We're going to look at hearing and knowing God's voice. And we're also going to discover how to chase those dreams God's way and maybe even find out if they're his dreams. So join me. It's absolutely free September 13th through the 15th. And if you like want to invite somebody, this is the perfect event because you can be anywhere. You can live anywhere. If you're in England, if you're in Ireland, if you're in Australia, this event is perfect for you. You can come to the event. So how do you get signed up? Very easy. Go to thetruthacademy.com. That's thetruthacademy.com or click the link in our show notes and make sure you sign up. Once you sign up, we'll take it from there and make sure you get all the reminders and you won't miss a thing. You guys, I'm so honored to do this life with you and I really believe these are the moments that change our lives. Hi, you guys. This is Home with Havila, and I'm Havila Cunnington, your host, and we are jumping into our third part of Boundaries, Boundaries Refresh. Yes, I hope that you've been tracking with us for the last two weeks as we've been talking about boundaries, but not just the I do boundaries study, but we're talking about real life things, like the things you want to know about, and we've been throwing it on socials. You guys have been giving us your questions, and we're doing our best to give you answers to the things. So last week, we talked with Dr. Allison Cook, and um, she was phenomenal. We talked all about extended family, like mother-in-law, sister-in-law, sibling, all the people that are close to us that are blood relatives, and yet it's very complicated to navigate those relationships. So if that's your question, and that's the thing you're wondering about with boundaries, Go back and listen to that. And then today we're jumping into the third part and we're talking about boundaries and workplace. Because how many of you know it's hard to have boundaries and in some place or with someone pays your bills? Like that's where a lot of times our anxiety can happen. And whether that's a workplace or it's a church office or it's, you know, somewhere, maybe it's a school that you work out, it can be very complicated. And we want to be great employees. The Bible talks about having a great work ethic and really showing up. We don't work unto man, we work unto God. So that's important to us. But how do we do that? But also hold on to our own space and who God's called us to be not lose ourselves in the middle of work. So if you're asking that question, um, I have an incredible guest today, one of my favorites, and actually one of your favorites, you've asked for her. Um, It's actually our community life director, Joelle, is with us today. Hey, Joelle. Hello. (laughs) You have that beautiful, like, 
podcast voice where oh. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. You're low, <laughs> <laughs> you're low range. So Joelle is, is in the office, works with us at Truth the Table. And so she really can't be honest on this podcast because <laughs> she, because I'm her boss. No, I'm teasing. Actually, I love that Joelle's on here because I've had, I've worked with a lot of people. Um, I've worked with people for 25 years, whether it's at a church office, whether it was with an organization that I directed, and now I run my own nonprofit organization, and I've had a lot of employees, and Joelle is somebody that stood out to me as an employee that knows her boundaries and does it in such a kind and respectful way, but I never feel like I'm taking advantage of her because she has no problem saying yes and no. Now, she may not think that way, so let's just start with the conversation. Joelle, how did you figure out how to boundaries? Did you grow up this way? Was mom and dad really good at this? Did every workspace just kind of bring this out of you or how did you learn to do boundaries? Well, you're very kind to me. So (laughs) before we got here, we're like, we're just honest with each other. So I think it works really well to just have a conversation like this. We're so honest, but no, I did not grow up in a home with boundaries. I thought I did boundaries well until my therapist goes, you have no boundaries. (laughs) And I go, what do you mean? I'm mean. (laughs) My husband thinks I have boundaries. I'm mean to him. No. Um, but I think because previously I didn't have great boundaries at work. And that was, I think when it comes to work boundaries, you have to start with an identity piece first of, I have to prove myself. I'm so excited. My personality is, I think we're all split into three different kinds. Um, I am what I do, I am what I have, and I am what others say about me. And I'm definitely the... Okay, I, wait, backtrack, because that yes. was really important. So the first one is? We're, we're all split up. You can be all of these things or multiple, but you're, you have a tendency to go towards one, and there are these three things. I am what I do. Mm-hmm. I am what Which I... Which is the workaholic at times, workaholic. right? The, mm-hmm. the backside, but the good side is your exactly. incredible work ethic. Yes. Okay. The other one is, I am what I have. I have a good friend. I have a great house. I have these different things. Mm-hmm. And the third one would be, I am what others say about me, right. which would be a really tough one for me, honestly. Which might be a fear of man yes. connected, but still really care what people think, which exactly. is a secret sauce as it well. It is a secret sauce. So I definitely fall into that first category of I am what I do. So when I've done everything in place, it's really hard for me, even with great boundaries to say, oh, I can't do that because can I? Maybe, but I'm probably going to come out on the other side of that with cuts and bruises and bitterness. And that's not helping anyone. I feel like I was so afraid to have boundaries before until I realized having boundaries in the workplace was one of the kindest things I could do, honestly, for you and Ben, Mm -hmm. because you don't want someone that you think is loving their life and end up hating what they do. So, and I think I had a job, um, before where I had no boundaries. I thought I couldn't have boundaries. I resented working there after a couple months and that was nobody's fault, but my own. And in the midst of it, I wanted that to be all their fault, but you have helped me so much to have a little with boundaries of, it is not about who else can be put out or what they have to do. It's all on us. So I don't know if that kind of starts answering the question. Excellent. But yeah, Yeah, it's excellent. I think that it's, it really takes like what you're talking about is intentionality. It takes an awareness of ourselves to know Mm -hmm. our weakness and what we kind of get, you know, there's always a payoff. Our lack of boundaries 
you know, we think, oh, I want to have good boundaries. Well, do you want to be the person that doesn't get included, doesn't get invited, doesn't, isn't the, the person who solved the problem? I mean, right. you have to start asking yourself, are you okay if you never get invited again to that one thing or to be that thing or to have that promotion, but you live a better quality life? Yes. That's up to you. And that requires a lot of self-awareness and a lot of work. I remember early on, you know, I love to work. I'm like you. I enjoyed contributing to the world. Um, I did everything from own a house cleaning job on my on my own for six years, and then eventually became uh, an events coordinator and an intern director, and eventually a worship pastor for eight years. And everything was kicking along because I was single mm-hmm. and I wasn't married, and right. I could work 60, 70, 80 hours. And I loved it. It kept me busy. It helped me with my sex drive. I mean, it was like, it just, it kept me going. I could stay pure and, and connected and, and full of contribution. It made me feel yes. like my life wasn't waiting. The difficulty came when I got married. I got pregnant three months later mm. and I had a baby within the first year of a place I'd been working and had a pretty fantastic job and a great paying job. Now I'm a mom and I have an wow. infant. And I thought, oh, I can do this. Like, no big deal. I'm going to have a baby and I'll just, you know, we'll work it out. But what I didn't realize was it wasn't going to be easy. In fact, it was going to be a lot of pass and fail, good and bad. And I was going to have to figure out how it worked for me. So, of course, I talk about it in my I Do Boundaries. The moment I'm leading worship on a stage and I see my infant son get passed to another person and out the back doors of the church auditorium and I'm torn with what do I do. And I remember going to my counselor and talking about this for many years. And one of the things I said to her was, you know, I'm having a hard time because I'm in this room with a lot of men, which is great. I feel very honored to be there as they should be honored as well that I'm there. And we are doing work, but at five o'clock, I know I need to get out of there because I got to make dinner, change Mm -hmm. diapers. I'm going to nurse all night. Like this is a big deal. And I said, but they go over, they go to 5.30, they go to 5.45, and I sit there and I'm irate because I'm thinking, you are messing with my whole evening. Like I am going to pay the price for this 30 minutes. And I said to her, you know, I'm just so mad about it. And she goes, well, that's your fault. Wow. And I went, what are you talking about? And she said, well, is the meeting till five? And I said, yes. And she said, well, what do you tell them? And I said, well, I don't say anything. And she said, well, what I recommend is in the beginning of the meeting, you say, listen, I'm able to be here till five. I'm going to quietly slip out at five. And if there's anything I need to know about, let me know. And she said, but you're going to have to follow through with that boundary and not kind of own the feelings in the room. Well, they're going to be mad and they're going to, no, no, no. They, they can say she's a mom. She's a working mom. We set the meeting till five o'clock. We're the ones going over. So you have to decide. And it took me like courage. And I mean, I had to fight all of the things that felt like I was going to miss something or I needed to be there. And I would quietly gather my things and leave. And that began to be the pattern. Did they stop the meeting at five ever? No, they didn't Mm -hmm. stop it after I said I had to go. Did I miss things afterwards? Yes. But you know what? I owned myself. I own my own space and my life was set up for success. So that's the part. It's the anxious moment when we know what we should do, Mm -hmm. but we don't know how to show up. Have you ever been in that place before? Yes. And I was just going to say that it sounds like the first thing we need to do is that identity. And then it's kicking shame. And I think asking good questions to yourself. So I've definitely experienced that in multiple areas of work where 
if I am saying no, no, you, you have taught me that no is sacred and it's a full sentence. So what happens even when you have good boundaries, you say no, does that mean shame goes away? No. Like there's still shame when you're slipping out the door and maybe anger and this and that mom shame. I'm sure even too, which is frustrating that that even has to be a thing. And so I have to ask myself good questions. And the ones that keep coming back to me is, did I work integrously today? Did I work with honor today and integrously as did I work the hours I said I worked? Did I do not just overachieve and overwork myself to when I come home, Noah, my husband has a mean wife and tired (laughs) and there's nothing to me because I gave it all to work. But did I, did I show up in the best way I could that was honoring my boss, honoring my coworkers, honoring God? And did I do what I was supposed to do? And I, and I, and I say, yeah, I did. I can't do that for you. And that's that thing is fighting shame. What was that for you though? Like getting that shame talk out when you started boundaries? Well, you know how they say like fear, do it anyway. Fear, do it. It's like shame, do it anyway. You, you know, we keep thinking that circumstances dictate our emotions and all of our well being. And when you start realizing, um, an adult does it anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that we never feel fear or shame or anxiety or, you know, you don't ever grow out of those things. Yeah. Yeah, Some things are repetitive and you finally go, I don't deal with that as much. But for me, I was waiting for me to feel this moment of courage, this moment of clarity or this Mm -hmm. moment of, and I still have to go through that moment and go, Oh, shame. I recognize you, but I'm not going to go there. And I think it's really important what you talked about, which is you know, you have to be clear about your, your core values and what matters to you. Yes. So I can't win at work and be obsessed with work and work, 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 and have a fantastic marriage. Like mm-hmm. I have to pick a few things. Like I can do both if I know how to navigate that, but I can't be, you know, the whole thing, there's a lie that, that is out there in the airwaves that you can have it all. Mm-hmm. And that's a lie. Like, I'm sorry. No, you can do, you can do it all and you can be burned out and overwhelmed and you can lose your kids and you can lose your marriage. Yeah. You can do it all. You can try, but, but it's like a bank account. If you give all your money into the bank of work and you come home, you will have nothing. You will be on bankrupt. You will have like zero, you'll be on zero. So when you get home, your kids and your husband have nothing. Now, let me tell you, when I started to work full time with four kids and I was in survival mode, when you are, have that many kids and you have that young and mm-hmm. you are that broke, you'll do anything. You're like, I'll do it. We did it. Bennett had three jobs at one point. I had two. We were navigating five jobs at the same wow. time. Then I finally uh, moved to Reading and I, I take a directorship and that's starting to travel and all the things. And I'm trying to navigate all of that. And finally, I just had to realize like, okay, wait, wait a minute, I'm kind of just letting work dictate how my life runs. And one of my core values was I want to be a mom. I want to be available. I want to have a happy marriage. I don't want to be cranky and irritable with my husband. I want to have sex with my husband and not say I'm exhausted all the time, even if I am. I I really want to be available. And so that meant I had to start actually withholding energy and withholding contribution in the work area. So when I got home, I had something left. So I would use to come home from a trip and I would go to my bed and for 
24 hours, I'd watch Netflix. The kids would crawl over me. I'd get up to make dinner and, you know, change a diaper, but I was zero on yeah. empty. And I finally went, this is not the life I want to live. This yeah. is ridiculous. So I finally went into telling myself, okay, you know what? I'm not going to go to the event a day early. I'm not going to leave a day early. I'm not going to go to lunch with every person that wants to go to lunch. I'm not going to spend hours doing book signing. I'm going to do what I can do. So when I get home, I have something left for my family. And we tell people that and, and, and people are so gracious. In fact, they respect it. You would think that they wouldn't, but they're like, wow, that's really amazing. And I said, one of my core values is I'm not going to show up at home like a train wreck. So that's the stuff I'm talking about is some of you right now, you've never pulled back to go, what does my future self look like? You're just like, okay, I got to get up. Okay. The kids need lunch. Okay. I got to go drop them off. Okay. Now my boss needs this. Okay. And you're running around and I'm telling you, no one is coming to rescue you. Like knock it off. Stop acting like the little girl or the little boy that someone's going to figure it out or you're blaming your spouse because you're exhausted or you're overwhelmed. And I want you to pull back all of that chaos and say, stop. This is not who I'm called to be. I'm going to pull all back and go, what do I want my future self to look like? I may not be able to do it today, but I'm going to start to implement boundaries that allow me to create that. If you hate your job, then you are going to have to figure out how to get out of your job. Like, come on, you are not subject to that. There's a lot of resource and things you can do. You can do side things. You can figure out how to create something on the side. Will you have to work hard double time? Yes. But there is a point where you have to say, nothing is going to change without me. Now I'm preaching, Joelle. I'm sorry. So does that make sense? Like you've got to wake up and say, this is not working. Yes. I've got anxiety. I've got ulcers. I've got migraines. I'm overweight. I'm not myself. My husband and I are always arguing or tired, or maybe I'm a single woman. And all I do is I'm just waiting for the weekends and I'm, I'm not on my best self. And I'm, I'm just thinking that marriage is going to make me have good boundaries. And I'm like, no, no. Is that true? It's, it's so true. I was closing my eyes when you were listening, like in receive mode, because it is so true. And it's, you know, I'm learning lately that most of the rude awakenings in my life have never actually been rude. You know what I mean? Wow. They've never actually been rude. And so in one of the things that you just said feels like that, no one's coming to save you. And you have to wake up into that. And the thing that really helped me in this too was disappointment is inevitable. So let's just put that on the table. Yep. Disappointment's inevitable, but we can disappoint on the front end or we can disappoint (laughs) on the back end. It's true. It's true. And so often if you are fearful of people and you want to people please, you disappoint on the back end. But I'll tell you what, that hurts everyone a lot more. That's a simple example is, Hey, um, you want to meet for coffee? Yes, I can. Um, okay. I'll be there in 20 minutes. You're too afraid to say I'm actually 45 minutes Mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. So you let that person sit there, wait there for 20 minutes instead of just saying, Hey, I'm actually really sorry. I couldn't make it in 45. You just disappoint on the back end instead of saying, does that really good? You're not fooling anyone. You're not fooling anyone. So I had to realize and disappointment maybe feels like a, a stronger word than I mean here, but I thought what was really helpful. Like discomfort. Discomfort. No matter what. Exactly. Right? And so why I always am like, okay, disappointment's inevitable. The kindest thing I can do is be upfront with it. So for me, work boundaries looks like from the very beginning, because I, I burned myself, no one burned me. I burned myself in other jobs 
where I was available at all times, maybe to make that overtime or to do this thing. And I would get angry, but I would justify it. So then for this job, I'm like, okay, we're done around 3.34. I don't respond past four unless it's an emergency, but even then. And because of that, that's not a don't talk to me, blah, blah, blah. That's a, that would really stink if Ben and Hav were used to having access to me and then I ghost, I'm out. You know what I mean? I love that. That's confusing for you. It's hey, one of my favorite things about right. you is that you, you trained me what was okay in your world. Right. And I'm not, and that it was something that was, oh, I could respond to it. Oh, I can't. You know what? This is a thing where, you know, they're probably just in go-go work mode. And this isn't a life or death question. They just sent it over. I'll respond to them tomorrow morning. Absolutely. They're not, they're not losing sleep about it, but am I going to be angry the rest of the night that who do they think they are right. messaging me? Or thinking about work when you shouldn't be thinking about work. When I shouldn't work. be thinking about yep. work. And this is what I'm getting real used to is honest conversations. And that's really hard for me sometimes, even as a more blunt person, but I don't get to have a story in my head about how Ben or have are going to respond to me before even giving you guys a chance. Yeah. That's so unfair, you know? So then having, you know, in our reviews, Hey, this is a pain point. Hey, this is where I'm loving. And you guys were like, Oh, didn't even notice that. Amazing. And now I feel awesome. That's right. Right. It's just honest conversations. But another thing you do too, is you don't allow all of your means of communication to be work. So we have stuff that we use like Slack. And you said, I don't do work with text messaging. I do work on the Slack thing. Now that means you're training someone. Like another way that Ben and I do is if it's a work-related thing and you text Ben to get to me, you're not going to hear back because that's triangling. Right. So some of the ways that we've been doing it, you train people. So I would do, I remember putting on the, on my email when I had young kids, um, I check my email from nine to that. 10 and two to 3 PM every day. Genius. Um, unless it's an emergency, um, that's when you'll be hearing back from me. So my email tells everybody I'm not on call for the eight hours. You'll get back to, I'll get back to these two times. Or if somebody texts me on a home phone because they found my number and they want to ask me something about work, I either never respond. So they right. know there's no communication this way. Or I just simply say, please text or please email this person. This is not a work phone. Love. And you have to set that up. If you continue, people will do not what you say, but what you respond to. Exactly. So you set it up. I would say to Joelle, if in a practical way, you as a person, if you are a single man or woman, you're going to sit down and go, what are my core values? I want to live healthy. I want to be a vibrant, you know, follower of Jesus Christ. I want to contribute. What What's the dream in my heart? And you're going to outline what that looks looks like, and then maybe even outline where are the parts you're having a hard time with boundaries, whether it's after hours or whether it's communication or whether it's someone interrupting you, you know, uh, when you're in the middle of a project, I don't know what it is, but you're going to look at that and then come up with a practical boundary. And that can sometimes feel like, am I really this immature that I have to do this? Yes, you mm-hmm. do. Cause your brain on anxiety turns yes. into mush. So you're going to get some kind of verbiage that you're going to memorize. You're going to say, I would love to do that. Can you please send that to my work email? I would love to do that. I'm right in the middle of something. Can I get back to you? And then tell them I'll get back to you by 10 a.m. tomorrow. And so you're the one that has to organize that and not manage it. One other thing I want to say, I don't want to miss time, but 
I remember this one guy at our church was just excellent. He, he did everything for everybody. He mm-hmm. was like this problem solver. Love it. And finally, one guy came up to him and he said, you know, Marco, you're either going to be the jack of all trades that's kind of good at a lot of things, or you're going to be good at one thing and you have to pick. Wow. And it was almost one of those things where he was busy solving everybody's problems that he never stood out as the as the person for this specific job. And for a lot of doers and servanthood and, you know, people pleasers, we're so busy doing everything else that we're working on everybody else's dream. And I'm like, you have to fight for your dream, which means you're going to have to say no to somebody else's dream. Right. And, you know, we'll talk about this later in the month if you're paying attention in our inspo emails and what we'll post on socials, but you're very big on dream chasing and boundaries go right hand in hand with that. It does. It protects the dream. It does protect. And boundaries are for us. They're yes. not to someone else. I think that's really important. Like boundaries are for us. They're the thing that keeps us safe and it keeps the things that are sacred in our life yes. in a sacred space. So here's the thing. Some of you are listening to this and you're like, but you don't know my boss and you don't know my environment. You're right. Joelle and I don't know. But what I do know is you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Right. And what I do know is that you have to show up like a spiritual grown up. And what I do know is, is that when you start listening to God and doing the, I said, I remember my counselor saying, what if you stopped looking at boundaries as a, I have to? And what if you started looking at it as I'm going to be more obedient to God? I love that. And that's what we're saying in your workspace. So boundaries, I think, are very important. Figure out what what chain of communication you want. Figure out when you need need to leave. Talk to your spouse. Sit down. Talk about it together. um, And really figure it out. I know we have a couple questions. We're out of time, so I'm going to go a little quickly. Um, This person says, it's so hard to make boundaries in context of where you are as an employee and you have to obey your boss. How do I do boundaries against my boss? I think we kind of answered that. I don't know, Joelle, do you have any thoughts about that? Well, yeah, I think we just answered it again. It's not, your boundaries are not against anyone. Your boundaries are for you. So if it's something of, uh, maybe your boss is rude to you, maybe your boss oversteps you, over talks you, it goes, Hey, actually, I don't appreciate being talked to this way. Do you want to have this conversation later? I'd love to do that then. If it's, Hey, my, they talk to me at all hours of the day. It's, Hey, I'm so sorry. Um, can I get back to you on this tomorrow? Or let's rephrase that. I will get back to you on this tomorrow. Yes. Not questions, but, Mm -hmm. but statements. Yes. Yes. Love that. Number two, how do you not put your worth in your work? If you are an achiever, I think we talked about that a little, but for me, it was, I had to realize that I was serving man and not serving God. And that is the key. If you are serving man and what men think about you, then you're going to give your heart, soul, strength, everything to that. Mm -hmm. But if you're giving your heart, soul, strength to God, then you can do your work, but you are not your work. And that's really important. Yeah. And it takes time. It takes time. And I would say even to that too is my bluntness wants to say, go ahead and put all of your work in as an achiever and see what that payback is for you. Cause you'll burn out. And that's the same goes hand in hand of, do I work for man? Do I work for this, 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 or that? Or do I work for God? And I work for honor and I work for dreams that are on my life. One's going to give you life and one's going to give you death. Exactly. I also think it's not bad that you're an achiever and you want to, you want to achieve well, you want to hit the marks, you want to make the money. None of that is evil. None of that is wrong. So sometimes I think we're like, it doesn't feel spiritual. It is. It's how God made you make the money, you know, get the, get the, the accolades, do it. 
but just make sure at the end of the moment you give the glory back to God. That's the critical part. Yeah. Not, you know, poorness is not next to godliness and not achieving is not next to godliness. <laughs> you really can, you know, it's like a sp- athlete who says, Hey, I, I won the game, but man, I got to give all glory to God. He's the one that gave Love me the, that. the skills to do skills to pay the bills. <laughs> okay. Lastly, number three, when, uh, when you're work from home, thank you. <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. It feels like a weird acronym when you work from home and your boss wants constant access to you outside of work hours. We talked about that a little. Mm -hmm. I think also you need to set the boundary. So instead of just not responding anymore or being weird, what I would do is get really clear and say, hey, I'm really trying to work better and be more productive. And I'm noticing that I'm not um, without really dedicating these specific hours to everything that we want to achieve. So at this point, I want you to know I'll be available from eight to six or eight or, you know, whatever, eight to four. Um, and that's my availability. Unless it's an emergency, let's keep everything between those hours if possible. Yes. And I would say to that, um, one of my favorite chapters in your, I do boundaries book is communicating the boundaries. I think it's one of the most phenomenal parts of it it's towards the end and you can have boundaries, but if you don't communicate them well, it ain't going to work it doesn't out for serve you. anybody. Mm-mm. You can't expect what you don't actually communicate. Exactly. People aren't mind readers. No. And also we want to keep our hearts from bitterness yeah. and offense and all the things that wants to be there. Sometimes there are seasons that need to end. Wow. And so you keep thinking, Oh, I need a boundary. No, you need to move on. And so you need to ask the Lord, is it a boundary issue or is it really a life change issue? And that's only something you and God can really decide. That's a great, great answer. Joelle, I love you. I love all that you say. I always feel like I learn so much. I know we can talk more about work and boundaries as we go throughout our time at Truth the Table. So if you guys still have questions or you need something answered, throw it in the comments, throw it in the DMs. We'll get back to you. We'll probably have more episodes. And next week, I have an incredible guest. Danny Silk from Keep Your Love On is going to be here. We're going to talk about boundaries and ministry. Boundaries and ministry. We're going to talk all about how to navigate that because Jesus laid his life down, but he didn't heal everybody. So let's talk more about that. If you're in ministry or would like to be, jump in next week. And to be honest, Danny is a genius on all levels. So listen to it anyway. I bet you'll get a lot out of it. I'm sure it'll even be connected to work and boundaries. So Joelle, thanks for joining me. You guys have the best time, best week ever, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.